He's Jonathan. He's Timothy. And this is Project 1517. Scripture, Theology, Life. We need each other. God made us to live not as individuals, but as a community. God made us to build each other up in the most holy faith and to keep each other. God made us to save each other and to snatch each other out of the fire and also to be merciful. Jude urges us to stay close to each other and most importantly, to God. So in verse 20 then, Timothy, you got a, another transition of sorts, another beloved dear friends comment here. It says, but you dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ver- read verse 21 too because it keeps, keeps rolling along. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to, get this, eternal life. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> stuff. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. So he says, again, the big idea here is Jude is trying to help us to, to understand how to contend for the most holy faith. And the first thing he tells you to do is to remember. He says, remember, and then now he's going to tell us, okay, before you go out and you try to do anything for anybody else, because he's going to say that in a second, he's going to say, here's how you can deal with people who are, you might say are getting ravaged by false teaching. Before you go and do anything for anybody else, he says, here's what I want you to do. Build yourself up. In no, your most build holy yourselves. Space. no you jumped on that pretty quick why'd you do that well i think the church in some ways has lost this idea that spiritual life is is never lived alone and um especially when we're living in such a dangerous world spiritually um it should never be lived alone. I, I mean, I always like to think about this with nature in mind. Like, nature teaches us some things about how to live in a dangerous world, right? Stay <laughs> <And> in a pack. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, wolves have packs. Um, geese have flocks. Um Bison have herds. Cows live in what? Herds, right? Herds. Uh, we could go on and on. We could go on and on. But the, the point is that when a lion is hungry on the African um, safari journey or whatever you call it, <laughs> the lion is going to go after the antelope that's off by herself. It's easy pickings. Easy pickings. Faith is not an individual experience. That's the bottom line. 
this this rugged individualism that's made itself and that's you know wormed its way into Christian churches in America today is unbiblical, and it, it's not the way Christians have ever walked in faith. It's it's you a know, sad. I'll, I'll, I'll grab a podcast or I'll watch a sermon online or something like that. Christian community. I mean, this is really sad. I I wonder if it's, it has to do with um, the, the kind of the social fabric of our country. We're so individualistic and um, that's at the expense of community. It's always at the expense of community. And I, and I think as a country, you can, you can disagree with me. Some of the things that we're going through corporately, nationally, are because of an over-reliance on self, an individual, at the expense of love of neighbor. It's... People are, uh, and and churches are suffering too. I, I mean, I run into people here in New York City all the time where they actually don't want to join a church. They don't. Um, they think they're safe uh, not joining, um, just living out there all by yourself. And Judah's saying, um, dear friends, so it's, he's addressing a group of people right away. Uh, in fact, the Apostle Paul talks this way too. Dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith. So this is something that we're doing together. We're building We're parts of we're parts of each other. Or to use to to use biblical language, we're members of each other because we're members of the same body. And you know, I'll I'll be honest, like I I'll I'll say this, Timothy, that the members of Christ's church, they're the ones who in a certain way, have saved me. Now, some of you are thinking he's going too far, and I'm going to show you in just a second I'm not, because Jude is going to tell us to save others. But uh, the people who I've been connected to in real time, in real presence, uh, who have loved me, who have been my friends, and have delivered the faith to me and, and with me, those are the people who have built me up in my most holy faith. I sat with a I sat with a, a a couple last night. They're they're uh, looking for a church, and I was doing some premarital counseling for them. And they said the most powerful. You know, we talked about God's word a lot, but one of the thing their big takeaways was from it was we need a pastor. We really need a pastor. We need somebody who knows me, who loves me, who interacts with me, who knows about my life, speaks into that life. Uh, and and cares about me. This is how one of the ways. And look, there's a pastoral relationship, but there's also a member-to-member relationship that that happens where you're loved, uh, where you're known, uh, where you're encouraged, uh, where you're taught, where you're where you're trained, where you're rebuked. All of those things that happens in the context of very real Christian, very incarnational Christian relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. What the other thing that happens, Jude's going to tell us, is he encourages us to do this: is that as a community of believers, as a church family, uh, it says, and praying in the Holy Spirit. And that's really exciting to me. 
the spirit yeah. is guiding our prayers, uh, lifting our prayers up to God. Um, speaking for us when we, when we don't even know what to pray, intercessing for us. I mean, that is something that, wow, don't you want to be a part of that? <laughs> well, yeah, and that's, that's the whole thing where he says there in verse 21, keep yourselves in God's love. And, and then he gives us all a huge incentive to stay there, which, by the way, uh, we, didn't, we didn't put ourselves there. God put us in his love. Um, and we also don't have the power to keep ourselves there. Uh, what what, what do you really mean say by that? Is don't, on our own, by our own willpower, we do not have the power to stay, keep ourselves in, in God's love. The tremendous power we do have is to walk away from it. That's what Jude is saying is don't walk away from it. Stay plugged into the vine. Remain in Jesus. Stay right there. Don't move at all. Jesus puts you there. Don't walk away. <laughs> Keep yourselves in God's love. It's kind of the same yeah. encouragement almost of, of building yourselves up, but keep yourselves. In, and that's the, one of the big words in this book, right? Keep yourselves in God's love and that sounds a little bit like a scary thing to me. Like, I, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know that if I can do that, but God's spirit has empowered us. He does live in us and he, he gives us the strength to, to stay in God's love. That's not the last thing we're going to say about the keeping in this book, but it is something that we want to hear as Christians. Cause and if you want if you want power to stay in God's love, here's, here it is right here. It's the power of the gospel, which is the power that first brought us to faith, and it's also the power that's going to keep us in the faith. And it's this, that we are waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, and he says to bring you. How personal is that? How personal yeah. is that? To bring you to eternal life. So this, the truth that there is life that will go on and on and on, and not just life that is unending, you might say, but actually life that is really lived. So much of our life today is spent in, in depression and warring with sin and struggle and uh, uh, guilt and, and things like that. Dealing with false and teachers, so, if we want to stay in the context. Dealing with false <laughs> teachers and those things. The desires and, of the flesh. You know, denying those. Yeah. Which is not real living. It's not real living. But life with Jesus will not only be eternally, but will also be life. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's and got, so that's the power that saves us. So we've we've seen two imperatives so far from Jude to to his beloved. He says, Remember. He says, keep yourselves. And now he's going to have some encouragements, some imperatives uh, for those for the people around them. So he says, "Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh." So we got three yeah, groups no. of people there, and and Jude is giving us specific encouragements for how to interact with them. What? Uh, He's got the doubters, people who are mm -hmm. struggling with their faith. Um, and he says, be merciful to them. 
be kind, <laughs> talk them through it. Um, don't judge, don't be judgy with them. Oh, that's so powerful. I, you know, in, in this, in this world that doesn't know up from down or, or right for wrong or, or white from black sometimes we have all kinds of people who come who we interact with who are in our chairs who are in our pews who go to church with us who have been influenced by ideas that are out there that that are just plain wrong and if if they come to us and they say you know i'm not i'm not really sure about this moral issue i'm not really uh, i have questions about that stance in the church or that what that apostle said uh if we come back at them and and we cram orthodoxy down their throats uh we can push them right out of the doors of the church and what jude says is be merciful to them sit with them help them understand the gospel let them ask their questions make them feel safe to do that I just I just sat with somebody who was a young adult uh, real recently and she said one of the and this is I'm not trying to to toot uh, the uh, the our own horn or the culture we have at peace but she said one of the most healing things for her is she feels like she can ask questions she can ask questions about really important questions about worldview about how science and religion about about sexual morality and not feel like somebody's going to hate her or somebody's going to judge her or somebody's going to say, you don't get Christianity or something like that. But she senses mercy and it's actually brought her back to the church. It's amazing testimony. Yeah. There's other, there's another group of people that, that, uh, whose feet are, so to say, already getting scorched by hell's fire. And you, so you, you gotta talk, snatch them. <laughs> save others by snatching them from the fire. So, so there's some people in the church, people that we know corporately, that um, they're already they've been led off by the false prophets. They're all off following their own instincts, their own will, their own desires, their own passions, without regard. Well, they're for, close. They're yeah. close. They're not all the way there yet. They're, they're, their they're feet are in the fire. by the flames yeah. right now. They're getting singed. <laughs> their feet are they're in the fire. singed. And, and that's yeah. not a good thing. And, and Jude wants us to, to look at them and say, wow, I don't want them to burn. I don't want them to even get singed. Um, so go get them. You know, be a firefighter. This is Jude's call to firefighting yeah, like here. an eternal firefighter an eternal yeah. firefighter and he's he's he, look we have to understand he's grabbing language again out of the old testament um and i hope our readers can can hear this this is a really cool story from zechariah chapter three and i want you to notice how he talks about clothes in here i know that's kind of a weird thing to think about but he talks about clothes because we're going to talk about clothes here in a second too but you've got a a high priest who's standing before the angel of the lord and then we hear this the lord said to satan the lord rebuke you satan the lord who has chosen jerusalem rebuke you is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire so Judas seems to be borrowing language here from Zechariah, where God is snatching people from the fire. 
And uh, he goes on to say, Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I've taken away your sin, and I will put rich garments on you. And so clothes in the Bible is, is a really big Big idea. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> in, and in fact, Jesus says the clothes that you're wearing are going to determine uh, where you spend eternity. So Jesus even tells a parable where a guy comes in wearing the wrong clothes and he misses out on the heavenly feast. Um, so clothes are a really big idea. And in fact, uh, your clothes are the thing that people look at they either see sin, or from God's perspective, they either see sin, uh, which would be a set, of, a set of clean clothes, or unclean clothes, rather, or they see purity, which would be a set of clean clothes. White. Uh, that's mm-hmm. only given by Jesus Christ. Uh, his righteousness are the ultimate clean clothes. Um, and anyway, keep that in your head just for a second, and we're going to come back to that idea of clothes. But Jude says here, save others by snatching them from the fire, which is, I I hope people get excited about that. I get excited about that, that, uh, you know, some some of you are thinking, well, doesn't Jesus save people? Yes, ultimately Jesus saves people. But the message that you bring from Jesus is powerful and is from Jesus. And in that sense, then, Jude says, you can save others. You can have a word from Jesus that is life-giving and saving to them, that draws them away from the false teaching uh, back to the gospel. And, and that is an incredible, like, whoa, that's a reason to exist as a church. <laughs> well, that's what I was about to say, is like so many churches has, have actually decided not to carry out this responsibility anymore. Like, this there, grace. There's churches that no longer uh, keep a record of who their members are. They don't have elders. Um, they'll just cut the elders' roles if they're or the church membership roles, um, and they don't see this as part of the church's work that of snatching corporately because we've been talking about that corporately snatching people from the fire, but it is. It, this is part of the church's um, work. So, like, as we think about churches and what do we want to do as a church, this has got to be one of the things. And it, look, if, if somebody's listening to this and they're going to a church that um, just lets people walk away from, from the church without even a call from an elder or a pastor. I mean, I, I, I think that's a troubling feature. Like, there's no accountability like Jude wants then. Or, or Timothy, more importantly, love. There's no right. love. Mm-hmm. There's no saving grace that's in the heart of the people. Like, I'm going to chase you down, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to be a shepherd that takes that lost sheep and carries them off the precipice, you know? I'm not going to let you walk away, you know. I I tell that pe- to people when people join our church. Every, people can attest to this. Like, I tell them, look, if if I'm standing on your doorstep someday and I haven't seen you in church for a while, you know exactly why I'm there. 
and I've kept that promise. <laughs> and and people, people, one lady, she's she's at home in heaven now, and she and I over years and years and years, and um, I told this story at her funeral. Uh, she tried to walk away, and I just wouldn't let her. <laughs> and awesome. I'll never forget. Um, it was Christmas Day right before she died, and and she said, Pastor Tim, thank you for bringing me Christ. Uh, thank you for never giving up on me. And sometimes we just need that from people, you know, that they just don't give up on us, even when we have given up on them. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not just trying to toot my own horn, but, you know, God's put that desire in me. And... Um, but I am saying I hope that somebody does that for me someday, you know, like to always just be there for each other. We are podcasting scripture one book of the Bible at a time. For more information, visit www.project1517.com or our Facebook page. We do invite you to support this ministry by sharing this podcast with family and friends and by giving us a good review on iTunes. You can also help with the costs of its production by giving a gift on our website. This is Project 1517. Scripture. Theology. Life.